Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. And I'm Taylor. And uh, it's the Linton season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it still will be by the time this airs. So it's hit relevancy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Katie, you brought, you brought a real humdinger to the table this week. <laughs> I, I sure did. I can't apologize enough. On um, accident. Yeah. It, uh, I, I honestly was like, I, do you know what I associate this movie with actually? Cause I've never seen it before, but I have a very distinct memory tied to this movie. Um, when I was, I think I must've been in third grade, the trailer for this movie came out. And I remember sitting and watching it in the living room in Ohio and being like, well, I know what Lent is, but I don't know what sex is. And so I turned around and I asked my mom, hey, what's sex? And that's how I got the talk. Shut up. Well, this movie is true. Thank God for 40 days and 40 nights, because I don't think we've said the movie title yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll they'll, they'll know when they click play. I mean, but it's so like. It's 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 insane, and I also, I must say, I didn't know that's what this was about. I was actually what a roller coaster uh, this has been for me because Katie mm-hmm. recommended it, Taylor made, a, and I heard the title, and it, it was like Ash Wednesday when I heard it, so I was like, oh, very Linton choice, uh, but I didn't know that's what it was about. But then, to, like you, you, you're like, I thought so, and then I'm like, oh wait, I wonder if this is like the Ten Commandments or some shit, and it's like an old like <laughs> Bible movie. And I'm like, well, I don't necessarily want to watch that. And then, mm-hmm. and then uh, I, I I looked it up today right before we were about to do the show, and I was like relieved as shit. I'm like, oh, this is all right. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be like a total total early 2000s rom com. But like, it was mm-hmm. in the worst ways. It's like the Frankenstein <laughs> like horrible like leftover dead bones of like bad rom com scripts that were left on the cutting room floor and shoved into mm-hmm. this nightmare of a film, all culminating in and we'll trigger warning the the episode description and will trigger warning right now but there is like absolutely a rape scene in this movie that is mm-hmm. like goes sort unnoticed. of which is like sort of the climax of the movie like you want to know um i thought this movie was what i thought this movie was the like apocalyptic movie that is like uh i don't know why i'm so it's like what is it 40, like 48 days later 48 days later yeah, yeah. Something like that. so when we katie when you said you we were gonna watch this i was like oh okay mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit's gonna get real i was like ooh, it's been a long time since i've seen a horror film and in a way this was it was, a horror film. It was, <laughs> this was exactly a horror definitely film. a horrific experience um, um I know I can't not recommend. I cannot. I can't not recommend this movie enough. Uh, <laughs> Did you guys but, watch the trailer for this? No. Oh man, I, never, you I don't remember this movie existing. I I legit have no. This movie could not be real. Like this could be <laughs> like a Mandela effect because I have no knowledge, memory. <laughs> Nothing of this. And what's with you knowing all these all these Miramax movies that I don't know? Because like wasn't the <laughs> wasn't that InSync one we watched another like shitty early two thousands yeah. like like what is what is with you, Katie? Your finger on the pulse of those of the also, isn't it supposed to be an art house? I don't want to go down this road. We, mm-hmm. but there are so many things that could just be unpacked from the the single sentences that you just said. The fact I already said this to Luke, um, and we'll dive into this as uh, deeper as we go. The fact that this movie is made in Miramax is so incredibly fucked up. Um, yeah, in so many Does ways. Does not age. Yeah. Um, and then two, um, 
you can look up this movie and it is still being played on television. I think you can watch this on the oh. the 23rd. You can watch this on the 24th. Yeah, it's airing it's on, on HBO, It's right? all on HBO. They must have a deal. And also, fuck HBO. Hey! Sorry, I'm gonna say it. I like HBO. What we do they do? HBO is sex, is is sex. Oh, that's right. You mean HBO like their originals. Yes. Not, you don't, you're not just fuck HBO. I don't, I don't want to go on the record of saying fuck HBO. Uh, <laughs> I thought fucking fuck this movie. Sorry, but like I should say, this. but you know, are you, are you, you mad? Are you mad at about Euphoria again? Is that what this is uh, about? My friend watched Euphoria this week, and I got angry again. It's more along the lines of uh, I should always remember that HBO is is gonna have some. It, it's, it has to have sex in it, or it's not HBO. It's classic. I mean, I mean, we're just in you know to give this to give it like sort of I don't know even the playing field. I mean. HBO is one of the biggest shows ever is Game of Thrones, and that's a very sexual and not necessarily consensual in, in its exactly. nature show, too. And stuff. So, like, I'm not saying that you're wrong here. Now that we're going, you know what? Whoa. I don't know. There are so many thesis um, papers that could be written about this movie that connect oh. to so many ideas that, like, I just am, maybe I'm drinking my coffee and I'm, I'm overhyped. It's happening. It's I happening. think it's important. But, wait, let me finish <laughs> you tell them but i think that um there are like five different thesis papers that could be all all brought back to this movie about mm-hmm. the early 2000s about miramax um oh there's just so much and i feel like we've been building for it in this podcast it reminds mm-hmm. me of the ben uh affleck movie we just watched so I just had to get all that out, or I would forget about it. I'm sorry, Luke. At the, whatever. Uh, uh, at a this, couple at of this things. Point, uh, if just, you don't mind me coming in, um, uh, I didn't make that Miramax connection at all. So that's that's really smart. I didn't get that at all. You're blow. You guys are blowing my mind right now. And also, just really quick, Shep, uh, is do you think that all sex in television is bad or does it just make you uncomfortable that that's part of HBO's branding and that the kind I, of sex that they have on HBO isn't always the most consensual? It's 100%. That's probably where it stems from. I'm also, mm. like, super Catholic, grew up super Catholic, lots of sex, guilt, all that fun stuff. But I think HBO specifically uses it in a very exploitation, yeah, irresponsible thing. But what were you going to say? I'm so, I feel like I've yeah, been, sorry, I'm sorry, Luke. I those. Are you, Luke? <laughs> it's really fine. I was just going to say that for our listeners' sake, that, that Katie should probably summarize the flick at this point. Cause <laughs> probably, but, but that's fine. I mean, we can get into the meat if you want to. No, I think you, we should because people, I mean, I think this has been on everyone's screen in and out if you've ever been browsing the movie channel. And you probably think that you know this movie, for example, of all of us thinking it was a different movie than it was. So mm-hmm. we definitely need to get into what is what how, what's the story in the plot of this movie, Katie? So uh, I'll be I'll try to be brief with this one because it it's not too complicated. So there's this guy Matt, and he's just been broken up with by his girlfriend Nicole, and he's going through kind of a hypersexual phase of the breakup. He's having a lot of sex that he's not finding very fulfilling. So he thinks that the way that he'll kind of cool down from the sadness of his breakup is by giving up sex for Lent. So no sex for 40 days and 40 nights. 
And early on when he decides to make this vow of chastity, he meets this girl, Erica, at the laundromat. And the two of them hit it off and they start dating. And uh, people at Matt's work start making a very inappropriate bet about whether or not he'll be able to complete the challenge, which is kind of the B story of the movie. Eventually, the vow comes out to Erica and she's very upset about it and takes kind of a big offense to it. Um, I believe that it's meant more to be that he wasn't honest about it up front, but it does seem like it's the chastity itself that's offensive to her at certain points. But needless to say, they keep dating and they really kind of connect. And there's an interesting scene where they kind of have sex without touching, <laughs> where he kind of touches her with a flower. And it, it th- that, I think, she is a very interesting point the yeah, of the movie. Because it does show like, that you no, kind of can... Asleep. <laughs> fucking weird, I, I just think it's interesting because i do think that there are sexual things you can do with a partner that aren't necessarily sex that are sexy and uh i so i thought that that was an interesting point of this movie but then it kind of barrels that's like the for me that's the most interesting piece and then it barrels on into awfulness <laughs> in in which his girlfriend nicole suddenly wants him back for reasons that aren't explained other than she kind of gets dumped and she's looking to rebound and she wants it on the bet and in the end in order to break the vow uh she somehow she breaks into his apartment while he's chained up it's the lens about to be over stupor yeah he's gonna have sex with erica the door is all open for her to like get in everything and he's he's prepared for her but instead nicole comes in and again trigger warning she rapes him for all intents and purposes and it is this really confusing awful scene and erica walks in on it and she blames him even though he was the one that was assaulted and the movie never treats it as a rape at all (laughs) and he has like has to apologize for it and stuff it's it's messed up but in the end they get together yeah it's like on the office when phyllis gets flash and like angela goes Phyllis, you're a married woman. Like, how could you? Like, basically, like, it, that's the kind of weird, like, strange guilt that plays out. And that's, like, the crux of the, like, literally the, the big turning point of the flick. It's so strange. She, like, gets in on the bet, like, like physically gets on the bet. She's like, oh, he's going to break because I'm going to fuck mm-hmm. him one way or another. It's so weird. Oh, it's weird. It's cringy. Um, oh, and then there's just so many, so many things that happen throughout. Is this the reason why Title IX exists? Yo, and it's mm-hmm. like, and yo, and it's like, until that happens, the movie's a piece of shit. But it's not like, it's not like necessarily unwatchable. This like, was, it, it, mm-hmm. you know, like I, it, it's not like you know, it goes in the ilk with a lot of these other movies we've watched. Until that happens, the movie is like not good. But it's like, you know, the seventh grade me who like the seventh grade me who grew up like Catholic, and there was a movie about a dude who like gave up fucking for Lent, and there's boob mountains and stuff <laughs> holy shit like yeah i get it I like the 12 13 the year old mountains. me oh there's boob mountains like i probably would have been like <laughs> all about it that, that's who probably i assume the target audience is mm-hmm. um is is 13 year old me in, the, in 2003 or whatever the fuck I, I guess i'm 11 on that timeline whatever the point <laughs> is the point is um until that happens it's it's just kind of a weird strange raunchy rated r kind of catholic movie kind of not but whatever Mm -hmm. the the but the whole like 
weird, weird, weird nature of it all and how it's played and how, like, like, oh, it's, like, haunting how, like, seductive she is about it after she's like, don't worry, it's all over now. And so it's like, oh, it's weird, man. Well, and she's, it's like, like haunting. she has keys. She's like, oh, and I, I can give you, I meant to be giving back your keys and all of these. Oh, and she's just, like it. it won. Oh, there's so many, so many things, so many things wrong with this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, um, I'm like trying to figure out what best way to like enter all of this. But I was saying earlier to Luke that this movie feels like what if someone thought that you could make sex artful and giving up sex like an an uh, on a real movie thought provoking like it but feels like it's trying to be like but you said it's trying to be like the antithesis to american pie you're saying but that's yeah, what you said earlier you said it's like true. it's like the american it's like the american pie but celibacy yes so i don't and, think i don't think it is trying to be artsy the only time it's trying to be artsy is the horrible hacky so cringy makes mountains. me want to bar fucking no the boob mountain's dope compared to the <laughs> compared to the like flower rubbing scene it's so fucking god it made me want to puke <laughs> um, but, like you don't get to do this what is this blue is the warmest color all of a sudden like fuck this but I am so glad that you reminded me of my real 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 like holy shit why was the early 2000s so obsessed with thinking that women were literally just here to fuck men just here to fuck men because every other decade was and it's still kind of happening oh i know in media (laughs) oh i know and and to be fair i think that there's something like this is very time capsule-y oh Mm -hmm. web web and porn is is just starting so like there's there's part of this that i'm sure was like the conversations that were being had about porn and internet are so different than now that it's hard to like for me to comprehend that because Mm -hmm. let's not forget the female Erica is a um, uh, is literally her job is to go onto the internet and block porn websites. Um, mm-hmm. And also the reason that they gave for why she was like okay with all of these other things is because every other man was so shitty that she had dated and so weird um, that the only expectation she had for a man was for him not to lie to her. That is the only expectation that she had anymore. Um, and I think that and it's like the other thing that I kept thinking about is like they really make men so shitty to make one man who's kind of good seem great. And that is like, what's the movie? Like even now I think about Grandma's Boy. I think about mm-hmm. the... Uh, well, Aiden, Aiden should feel, our, my boy Aiden should feel fine because last week he's like, oh shit, maybe this movie is uh, like, you know, maybe this, maybe this, everybody's a piece of shit. But like that movie is Citizen Kane compared to, compared <laughs> to 40 Days and 40 Nights. Well, and I was going to make a very, Remember very... me, Remember Me should be like we restored got... by the Academy compared to fucking 40 Days and 40 Nights. Well, and Remember Me, it's like also again, what happens when you just give us shock endings? They're both have both the same about problem. A, both about a bet, too. Yeah. Both over a bet. A lot of good tropes. Classics. Yeah, but I just am like, we we had such low expectations for making movies. And also, this movie made $95 million in the box office. Against what budget? Um, $17 million. 
And oh, wow. also, 80% of people of Google users said that they liked this movie. It's that's those numbers strike me uh, that it must have done considerably well on DVD and like VHS mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, too, which you know, hey, rock on. But I, I don't know if this movie's got a cult audience. I I don't know how long that will will carry on into the future. Well, you know what I mean. This is and this is like a thesis that's been going on in my brain for forever, and probably why I'm so stuck with this movie. And then I'm gonna let someone else talk. Um, is the I just think that if we're gonna look back and know that lots of people watch television, and and this is part of forming our brain. The, the, I think you could link all this shit to why we have a consent problem. Like, so many, there's so many reasons for it, but I think these, the, I have a big problem with American Pie, too, so sorry, world, but, like, I think all of these things made a lot of men fucking confused about what well, sex and love was, and uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I feel bad for them. So that's going to be my take for now because there's so much to unpack. Katie, Mm -hmm. you're watching it. How do you feel? I thought this movie was going to go differently. Because I thought that it was going to be like, this guy gives up sex. He learns how to connect without sex. And that's the journey. But that's not this movie. It would have been much better. At all. More wholesome. uh, It's, for one thing... Erica finds out about the vow way earlier than I thought she would. Like, I thought that was going to be, like, the the point where they separate and she's mad for, like, him lying. Like, Dark I thought that was going to be, Josh like, our, soul. Yeah, our, <laughs> our second act break. But it just kept going. And I was like, what what's happening? Like, what's going to be, like, the big thing? And then when, of course, the the big conflict ended up being the girlfriend raping him, it was like, oh, Wow okay, uh, didn't expect that at all. It, it took a real turn for me. I, I really thought this was going to be a much sweeter film. I'm also, I, I couldn't express, I, I, I don't have, I think, the ability to properly break this down, so I'm just going to talk about how I feel in briefly. I'm saddened that one of the few movies that deals with Catholicism, like, straight up, has rape in it. And I, I wish that wasn't the case. I desperately wish we had a Lent movie that was just, like, not that. That would be nice. Oh, yeah. But also, Even- as, much as, I, as much as I rock with uh, Catholicism, it's not, it's not foreign to tie the two together. You know, there's a, Oh, there's I know. That's why I'm bummed about <laughs> yeah. it, though. I hear you. I hear you. And it's also, like, do we have to have a seminarian brother make out with a nun in this movie? I don't know. Like I'm not sure I needed to see it. I'm I'm not sure if that's the joke or if if that's, I I I mean whatever. Like maybe I sound like I have a stick up my ass there, but like, I, I uh, it it it, it I, I don't know who that's for because if you're trying to appeal to to people, uh, that's gonna put them off. Like I feel like this this should be. Yeah, I don't know because then you you you're on. Like, What's our other movies, Katie? Well, we have Doubt. Uh, that one's, uh, not so hot. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Spotlight. Spotlight, not great. Um, uh, Dogma's fun. We love Dogma. Love Kev. Um, but. I, I guess, like, uh, I'm trying to think. There's one with Bill Murray, uh, St. Ralph, 
that I think is pretty wholesome. I never saw that one. It's with Melissa McCarthy, right? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Saint yeah. Vincent. She plays the mom. There's Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent. Then... Sorry. Saint yes. Ralph also is a. That's a different movie that's also pretty wholesome that deals with Catholic school, or at least wholesome-ish. I guess. Um. It, yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, it's it's not a it's not a wholesome setting. No. Or no, uh, it could have been, but it's mm-hmm. like sometimes, but like sometimes when those Christian or Catholic movies come out that are like too religious, they come off yeah. as corny. So it's like, mm-hmm. couldn't we have just had somewhere in the middle? We have some like you know a nice PG thirteen kind of edgy movie. More to, I mean, in, in the rewrite, more to Katie's uh, uh, analysis of what she yeah. thought the, play, the plot was going to be. And then this movie shakes out a lot better. It appeals to more people, and it's going to, it ages, too, like, way more than this one. I mean, Taylor nailed it. This is a time capsule, and it's a time capsule mm-hmm. better left buried, I think, to be oh, sure. For sure. Well, and I just think um, it's just so interesting the other thing that i looked up and uh was like wow one um the same guy who made heathers directed this movie that's one one fun fact but the the actual crazy thing is um this was nominated for two teen choice awards um for chemistry between the two of them and then um for his hissy fit um which the teen choice awards used to do a hissy fit thing which is but i'm like so it was targeted to teens, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, and what? What a hot date high school movie on Friday night during Lent. You take your sweetheart, <laughs> you neck a little. No, mm-hmm. you couldn't. A little. Because you all you both gave it up for Lent. But you rub necks. That oh, one's just okay. Just the necks. Yeah, just, just like Angela ne- and it's Andy. It's not, oh, okay. Yeah, just, you know, just rub yeah. necks, nuzzle each other a little. Check out, the, well, you can't because it's rated R. Yeah, I don't know who this is for. How does it make ninety-one million? Who's taking like? Is this like college kids? Is this thirty-five and mm-hmm. forty-year-old like married no. married husbands it's... who are be- taking their wives on Friday night, being like, huh? Teenage <laughs> Boob Choice Mountains. Awards. Teenage Choice Awards. It was marketed to those kids. So I just I, I know. Ass. I don't I know. know about it. I don't know, man. Someone saw American Pie and thought, let's make this. Yeah, but American Pie franchised and made a lot more money than this one. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Because, well, I, I well, don't... Well, it's way funnier in terms of just writing. I, I mean, I'm not going to defend American Pie, but this is, like, also a shitty script. Like, the dialogue's mm-hmm. not good. Like, I mean, like, uh, there's nothing that, like, wows me here except for... None of the beats Seeing, hit. like, faces of, like, actors that went on to be famous that I enjoy. Yeah, like, like oh, Maggie also, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, well, I'm like, hey, there she is. Yeah. I just, I couldn't... Every time something new happened, I couldn't believe it uh, that mm-hmm. it was the next thing was happening. And you're right. If this movie ended after the orchid flower uh, scene of them, uh, her, her coming without, I'd be like, cool. All right. Yeah. You did it. You, you did it. Um, and then um, to... Uh, it's like that that I can kind of go along with. Um, mm-hmm. I also think it's super interesting that like they centered this around a male because um, I think this if this was a female, it'd be like this movie would hit would be done in a minute. Um, it's just like it reminded me so much of that fucking Lance Bass movie. It was all these like <laughs> greasy ass. 
mm-hmm. fart smelling dudes that are like <laughs> fucking taking Viagra and jerking off in the bathroom and fucking mm-hmm. looking at all the brawless tits at the coffee shop. Like, I'm like, I get it. I get it. And also, why is your brother doing hearing confessions if he's a seminarian? This is fucked. No, I think he's, mm-hmm. it, it's a joke. It's like, it's not funny. Yeah. I'm not laughing, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm not laughing. Um, and oh, you're leaving seminary. It's nothing to joke about. Okay, this is a big deal. <laughs> but um, I uh, oof, I just can't believe this movie was made. And mm-hmm. um, oh, I've, I've lost it because Luke made me laugh about the other stuff. It's not a laughing but, matter. Uh, it's nothing to laugh that, about. That's, it's not funny. I mean. It's funny. You know you know oh, you know where it's funny? I Saving remember. Silverman makes it funny when she's like the nun and then she's with, with, with Jason Biggs. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. We're liking that. Also if you wanna see a priest actually, you know, let, uh have a, a debacle, uh, let's all watch Fleabag season two and everybody will yeah. enjoy that a lot more. So much better. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna break down that the other scene that is so fucking problematic to me, um, and the fact that this was happening at a workplace drives me nuts. Um, the mm-hmm. boss getting Viagra and then um, accidentally looking... getting Viagra because they're trying yes. to drug homeboy. Yes, which is also another thing. He's fucking being drugged. Like mm-hmm. there are so many things. This is like a lesson of what is not consent. Um, and uh, the boss getting a fucking boner, and then still trying to look up his new employee's skirt. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just am like, oh. And the fact, and I'll bring it back, the fact that this was made by Miramax Mm -hmm. is just a problem. And I'll just simply say it as, if you still don't know the Me Too movement and you don't know... Um, about Harvey Weinstein, look it up and then connect the dots yourself. Because I think I, I think everybody knows. Yeah, I but, feel pretty confident. Yeah, you know. Um, so, well, I think that this movie is a definitely lesson of we did not know what consent was in the in the early two thousands. We didn't understand it, and we're coming. Uh, we're coming far. Don't say we. I mean, it's just like it's still just a matter of like media holding a mirror, and the more people like you, Taylor, hold media accountable, the better it'll get. And I think it is making mm-hmm. strides. You know. I think it's a we thing. I I think that like. I didn't make that movie. I uh, I would say that as a society, we are we learn and we grow, and you know like. Not until the until the nineteen seventies were women allowed to leave like uh there like there's so many things that I think that we think are so brand uh, not brand new but like this shit is brand new like Title Nine is brand new and mm-hmm. um, thank God we have made some some strides because the fact that this movie exists and has not been canceled actually might be the most shocking thing to me. In a long time. I mean, it didn't exist well, to me. Like, I don't know if it's canceled mm-hmm. or not. It literally did not exist to me until Katie, like... So I don't know how popular it is. You right. go ahead, Katie. I mean to cut you off. Yeah. Oh, no. Not at all. That's basically what I was going to say. Well, mine was seeing it that it was going to be played on TV. That's what's... That, I think, is what's most shocking. that's just a matter of HBO has this whoever's catalog, and then they show those flicks because it's content. I don't know. 
Like, I mean, if you, it, I don't, I don't know if they're there to be the moral judge of it. They're there to have something to play at three p.m. on a on a Wednesday. I know. <laughs> yes. No, yes. I just am like, holy shit! Yeah. This movie was there's, made. There's also uh, some real of the time girl on girl, uh, yeah. which I think is it. It just reeks of sweeps sweeps week, which is the the women who don't dress at all like they work at this dot-com office, which is another element of this movie that is very dated, is that they specifically call... Yeah, they're like, oh, it's the dot-com. I do web design. Does anybody really know what that means? No, not in the world of this film. So there are these three women who have undefined jobs at this this, uh, dot-com company. And two of them decide to just bring this guy at work to a different room and try to seduce him. And one of the elements of that is that they kiss each other, but it's clearly more for him than it is for them, which is dated and of its time. And I just wanted to she point like it out just because like- legs, dude. She's like, look man. at the tattoo on my thigh, like showing her no, panties to him and stuff. True. But before that happens, oh, yeah. like it's like on the way to that, like like everybody trying to seduce this, this wholesome man. He's not that wholesome. <laughs> no, that's the other part that I love It's like, we're all, I love the idea that, oh, a man, because then his friend uses it. Like, he realizes that women want you more when you're not going to have sex, so then they want to have sex with you. It's like, do we, like, you, do you really not know? I'm, like, starting to believe that the man who wrote this movie had never had sex before or talked to a woman. It definitely feels like he's never talked to a woman or at least didn't ask a woman his opinion about this because when these two women bring this guy to the to this room to seduce him, they talk about the quote-unquote power, which is so yes. deeply lame. Like, oh, goodness. It, it just shows, like, because how could a woman enjoy sex? Like, it, it just doesn't even compute that that is part of the equation. And it's daunting and sad. And, Luke, I know that... Uh, Taylor and I, we love uh, talking about our perspective as women. But one thing I'm very curious about is your perspective as a man, considering, like, like you were talking about how if you were, like, in the seventh grade, this would be something that would jive to you. But uh, now, as you currently are, I'm wondering what your perspective is, because I think that this movie shows a real, like, bleak picture of masculinity. Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's certain movies from back in the day that I think are are dude movies and masculine movies that deal with these concepts in a still somewhat like edgy or dirty way, but it's like Mm -hmm. kind of classy. Like I think Linklater has succeeded in that and like dazed and confused and like everybody wants some, I think, uh, I think like another one I like from back in the day is like Hal Ashby, like the last detail, like movies I liked, like, like dude movies that are also kind of like of, of the ilk of comedy chops. Like, you know, Animal House is troublesome. Like, that one doesn't age as good. Like, but then you have, like, stuff like, I love Wayne's World. And mm-hmm. and that one's, that one's fine. And, and what I'm getting at is, like, if I'm uh, evaluating these movies as a dude who's, like, you know, closer to 30 than I, than I, than I am 20 at mm-hmm. this point, is this a flick that I would share? Like, that I'd, that, like, because don't get me wrong, if I had a kid, like, if, if the, there's rated R movies that he could maybe watch, and the mm-hmm. ones I mentioned are maybe one of them, but this one isn't because I think it really, really, really 
uh, just is a negative portrayal in, in nearly every aspect. Like it's not, there's nothing to aspire to. There's nothing, there's no male camaraderie in this flick that seems like uh, the pure essence or like anything that reflects my friendship or interaction with mm. males that I've kept around in my life or in my family. So I would never want to perpetuate any of these uh, sort of stereotypes in my own life. Like, I, I just think that it, it, it's sort of what I said earlier, like comparing it to that other one, it's like the, the, just like the shittiest sort of like scratching the surface level, let's put these pieces of like shitty tropes on a page and, and pay these actors to, to do it. Like, I, 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 it's, it's disconcerting, but it's part of it. Like, I, I grew up with American Pie and like Varsity Blues and stuff and turned out okay, which are a little bit less uh, artsy and a little more like what Taylor's talking about here. Mm-hmm. But I think the line gets drawn somewhere when it's a movie that just has like nothing to offer, and that's this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think it's a long-winded answer that doesn't really answer the question. I'm just trying to think it out as I go. Well, I kind of think like uh, if I'm going to be a little bit nicer to these other movies, I like I think that the line is there's a an animalistic part of our brains that when we have sex, there are like things that happen right and that it's like that can be comedy gold right and then there are things that you turn it into and it it turns out like this and that's where it's like no this isn't funny at all um Mm -hmm. and and it's kind of like the bad joke that you should have never told anyone that you might have laughed at but it's like oh wait a second i'm really laughing like these are the jokes that you laugh at because you're actually there's a the uncomfortableness um, and and then they just took it to the extreme level of so many things because it's like that's what you're really laughing at. It's like if there was there the the joke that they're trying to pull all the time is like, ooh, we're gonna get him and like so many things that are just crazy. And I think there's a way to take this this elevator pitch of a movie and and do it like you said like in a classy kind of manner. I think there's a world where that can happen, but you have to be a better writer and and come to mm-hmm. bat with a more like well thought out screenplay and you have to like treat this movie with a certain tone and that's you know, they went in the opposite direction. And based on when it happened, based on the industry as it was and the movies that were around it making all that dough, this made $91 million, 95. I mean, like, I don't necessarily, it's hard to, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the, it, it's a business. Like these are like, this is like, you know, oh. we're selling cans of Coca-Cola here. Like that's, that's what's going on at the end of the day uh, when it's not art house pictures. So I don't know if I blame anyone for 2000 mm-hmm. and whatever the fuck i'm just saying <laughs> the industry has changed in 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 such a way now where money and big budgets or millions of dollars at all even if it's not a big budget shouldn't go to that like hopefully mm-hmm. we're in a spot now where the way we're consuming media and the media that's being brought into the forefront into the spotlight is a little more responsible and a little more game-changing and a little more for the better. It seems like. I feel like we're in a really nice era right now of good flicks and really quality TV. Absolutely. That was very we well don't have said. To, well, we don't have to worry about, like, this being one of the only six movies to go see. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we have too mm-hmm. many fucking good things to watch now that we don't have to fucking worry about, you know, this kind of movie happening. And they do happen, but oh, it's like, like, I feel like the, a lot of the times... It, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, like, when these movies work... 
like of late is when you flip it on its ear and do something like like neighbors was still somehow wholesome and neighbors two was also kind of empowering and then it's mm-hmm. like you do something like uh oh what's the other one i just fucking lost it i just lost it um mm, i just lost uh, it is it the two uh, is it um one of my movies that i like fuck i can't i honestly cannot think of it because i'm thinking of like uh super bad that's not what i was thinking of at all because super bad is but still super a little bad with the, his sister bernie Feldstein. No, it's not that, but that's good too. Oh no, I was thinking of Blockers, where uh, it was like it's like where, oh, where you I take you take those movies that literally this movie, this movie, American Pie, these movies that made all that dough. I like it now when they flip it on its ear and sort of wholesome it, and like Blockers is one of them. Uh, and then uh, yeah, you know what you said too, babe. What's the one the All in One I Night? Can't, I don't know. I can't. You can't think, think of, of it, it either, Katie, Katie. What's the movie with Beanie Feldstein? Oh, uh, Booksmart. Yeah, yes. book smart, like that sort of thing, where you kind of just like, uh, I think they work a lot better now. And maybe that's to say that it's more fun when I watch these girlfriendships in coming of age flicks. Maybe that's what we've been missing in this world. Let it let it rain, you know? I think that, and I feel like this is where your question was leading, Katie, is mm-hmm. and like towards Luke is, um, I think that it's the saddest thing is in what Luke said, it's like, there's no deep friendship or deep connection with anyone. And it's like, how sad is it that we we didn't give males that opportunity? Like, that's mm-hmm. what I think about these movies. They're nothing it's but like, a character name on a page. Like, yeah. who are those people in that movie? Who are they? And, and, like, the way that he gets crazier and crazier because he hasn't had sex or can't masturbate. It's and, a- like, it's it's... I'm like, you are telling me that that is all he has to offer. That's all that mm. all of these ha- people have to offer men us. Um, men very much specifically. Um, and then the women are just there as, as tools to continue to keep up that idea. Like the, fa- the guy being like, and it's spring and they're wearing those dresses. It's just like that whole situation brings me back to the idea that how many girls are uh, teenage girls are to- told to go home because they're wearing mm, spaghetti straps because men can't handle it. I'm like, you, this is, this movie per- perpetuates all of those ideas that are like, it's women's responsibility. Ah, ah, it's so fucked up. I'm going to sing that because I can't handle how much this movie is just like, and you know what? I'm just so thankful that we have opportunities for more people to write um mm-hmm. and i am super thankful that i know the two of you who are fucking <laughs> incredible writers who Thank are you. are you know it just it kind of solidifies my idea that more people there are people out here who have way better ideas um yeah and and uh they're we're gonna we're getting there and this was just something that someone thought was going to be shock value Mm -hmm. and funny and uh yeah that it actually earlier this week i was thinking about uh luke i hope this doesn't embarrass you but i often think to myself like it's so cool that luke made a feature film he said (laughs) he was gonna do it and he did it and i don't think i tell you that enough but I, I feel that regularly, so I just wanted to let you know that, like, yesterday I was like, I should tell Luke that that's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I, I it sometimes, it sometimes hits me like that, too, because, like, I just try to keep, like, head down and moving, and I do that a lot, and it's been a, a weird few years, so um, mm-hmm. 
I appreciate that. It's really nice to hear. Uh, and I, you know, I'm lucky to, to be out here, um, where things are happening. And so that's really cool. And also like, you know, Ke- I work for my fucking hero. Like I work for Kevin mm-hmm. Smith. So, um, and he shared my shit on, on social media, like on Instagram yeah. and, and, and Facebook, which is insane. Like, like shared, shared break and Winnie and Charles last night at the Oasis and, put the fucking Amazon links in his bio on Insta and like just went above and beyond. And like, I, I said it there and I say it all the time and you know, Katie, I mean, we became friends basically because of how much we both have mutual tastes and flicks and both love mm-hmm. Kev's stuff. We've talked about it on the show. Um, so I'm just super grateful for all that. He's, he's above and beyond. And I say it all the time and I've said it to him and I, I've said it online too, but it's like, people say don't meet your heroes. And that is not the case with Kevin Smith. He is uh, the real deal, everything and more. And so are you. You're the real deal. Um, but I think I just really, really want to reiterate the, that the both of you, I'm going to say it one more time, I'm just so happy that there are more people at the table. Um, mm-hmm. I hope someone continues to make a different table. Uh, I hope someone, I'm st- totally stealing from Renee Brown uh, and Glenn and Dowell, that it's like, no, mm-hmm. we can make our own table. We don't have to steal from what this is. We can just make our new stuff. And I feel like that we're getting that. Um, and I I look forward to more things that are not this movie. Mm-hmm. Not this movie at all. Yeah, I mean, the, it, it's 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 where it is. We didn't have to pay anything. We watched it on an HBO Max subscription, mm-hmm. so that's all good. That, thank God. And, <laughs> and soon, that very same subscription that is actually not mine, it's my friend Anthony Eberle's, uh, <laughs> will, will yield us the Snyder Cut of Justice League. And that's what I'm really, that's what I'm really living for. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think, I think Jay and Bob and Chasing Amy are on HBO Max too. Uh, what was the Oh yeah, Chasing Amy definitely because I always try to keep my eye out for that one. Oh yeah, of course. That's one of my of big course. comfort movies. We're selling the the poster at work, like in on jansonbob.com and it's the poster that's just like the, the artsy photo of Joey Lauren Adams' face. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's fucking dope, man. It's like it's hard not to just roll one up and take one out. Um, uh, I hope that this, if there's anything to take away, if you don't think that you're you can make a movie, you should. Um, yeah, because we'll be better than this movie. Um, and two, not necessarily. You could make a shitty movie too, but it's important to try things. Yes. <laughs> Because just remember that there are people who are sh- uh, shitty and they will get the money because they have a good uh, pitch, yeah, not th- because they have a good script. Right. Like, I think the glass half full way to look at this, if you are, like, listening and, uh, and like, are aspiring to make stuff is, like, on one hand, you can be sour grapes and pissy that something like this got made and something you, like, wrote that's better didn't. But on the other hand, you can be like oh shit, something bad got made. That means maybe something I write that's yes. good can get made. Like, I think look at it that way. And, that's what I'm, And mm-hmm. I, no, I'm, I'm just kind of reiterating like what you're saying, babe, and stuff. I, I think that's a, that's the, that's kind of the way to move around. And, and if you get, I think, I think as cre- like people, like, like all of us, we all kind of like sort of live to create. And if you get mm-hmm. negative about it, that really can fuck things over. Yeah. Uh, and really blacken uh, the stuff we're trying to create. Yes. Uh, Katie, ranking-wise, where does this sit? Because this is definitely now my least favorite. Uh, this is the worst of bad movie brunch. Worse than Joanna Mantia. It. Oh. oh man. Yeah. Oh, that it's, was evil yeah. to put together. Um, <laughs> they're both sitting at the bottom of the ocean. 
really, really deep, really fucking awful. Um, I will give. No, this one will be worse. This one is worse. This one is worse. I think it is. Um, because I think there's a lot more confusing things in Juana Man that are harder concepts to understand than the very bare minimum of understanding over and over again what consent is in this movie. Uh, mm. That is not that hard to understand. And I think in Juana Man, there's a also lot. Also funnier in Juana. I mean, don't get me wrong. Juana Man's an irredeemable flick. But if we're going to compare, like, who knows how to write a joke and who's funnier, Miguel Nunez is carrying a movie, like, with funny mm-hmm. actors, at least. Like, there's nothing really redeemable in this cast, either, like, in terms of, like, nobody's cracking me up. Like, until we get to the third act, like, I, I'm still like, okay, well, you know, like, take the horrible the horrible thing aside. Like, I'm, I'm not laughing at anything. None of the jokes are smacking. At least I got, at least I got Puff Smoky Smoke and Joanna Man. like. <laughs> uh, Katie, where does it land for you? Yeah, I agree with that assessment. I think that Joanna Man is probably uh, the second worst, and this one is probably the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, how could you? How could you agree? I mean, there's and, there's no there's no way to slice it. That's that's definitely the definitive ranking from the Bad Movie Brunch yeah. team. I'd say, don't watch mm-hmm. this movie. Listen to us talk about it, but don't watch it. It's really a piece of yeah. shit. <laughs> and uh, I think the take definitely takeaways is. Um, you probably have a vague memory of this movie and it's not the movie you're thinking of is because I mm-hmm. feel like we gather that from all three of us. Um, uh, Jesus did not go into the desert uh, for these reasons and this is not a Lent movie. Uh, and um, if you want to make a movie, um, you should try it because this movie was made, you know, just you should... You, you probably have something to bring to the table. Ask yourself if your movie should be based on your ma- your main character's sexual prowess. And if the answer is <laughs> mm. yes, then maybe this isn't the movie that, you, you know, like... But you know, if it's anything else, give it a whirl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for the most part. I know. That's a very, uh, that's a very broad statement that is trapped I think in it's, so many things. It's hard but... not to do better. I really think this movie's a piece of shit. I don't often say that, so... Yeah. Um, Katie, uh, bonus features. What do we usually say? <laughs> okay. So I don't know if we have enough time to really get into it, but I finally watched Promising Young Woman. Oh, so good. And I was really looking forward to talking to you about it because I have very complicated feelings about it. And I know that it's something Ooh. that you really love. And yes, please say more. I, I okay. We, give a, we, we should get into it. Okay. I, uh, especially after watching this film, like, that one also, of course, deals with, like, assault and consent and things like that. Um, at the end of the movie struck me as very, like, an odd choice. Because (sighs) it, when she, I think that she goes there knowing that she's going to die. And it's kind of a kamikaze mission. Sorry, spoilers for... (laughs) Promising no, young no, woman. I mean, I, I, no, good. I, I think anybody that knows, they, they knew what they were getting into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We spoiled it. So, also, this is like a very, I think this ending is quite, uh, is stirring up, yeah, it's very controversial and I think it should be talked about. Absolutely. So, at the end of the flick, our main character, Cass, Cassie, she goes to confront the her, her friend's rapist and ends up cuffing him to the bed and it seems like she's going to mutilate him, which is an odd choice for the end plan until you take into account that she probably thought she was going to die, which is why she sends the tape to Alfred Molina and has that those text messages ready for Bo Burnham. 
Um, and it, it just, it reminded me of the controversy that came out over 13 Reasons Why, uh, where mm. a, a lot of people were uncomfortable with that show because they thought, like, it was romanticizing suicide and how you can get back at people after death and by placing all of these things. And I thought, like, if if people had such an outcry about that, I, w- I wasn't entirely sure why there wasn't that same reaction for this film. And it's not, and, and it also feels odd to me that that's the ultimate revenge because I rape is a horrible awful awful thing but it is something that people can survive um death is forever like that is a like I mean they're both awful awful crimes but death is forever you can't rebuild you can't come back from it you can't make a new life for yourself and the movie didn't give Cassie the option to move away from her trauma And I found that to be incredibly bleak, which I do think the movie was striving towards, that there is no happy ending, that the tragedy is that she wants maybe to die. But but I find that incredibly disheartening, since this is such a feminist piece, that that ending still couldn't, we couldn't get something that that felt triumphant, where she doesn't die. One million billion quadrillion zillion percent. Um... I cried after it because I, one, um, left when she was going to see him um, hopeful, you know? I Mm -hmm. was, I was like, she won't die, she won't die, she won't die, she won't die, she won't die. And so when she did die, I just, I kind of took it as like all of the times in life um, where women try to speak up and still Mm. we do not believe them. And I like it kind of I don't know why I took it this way, but it felt like the death of speaking up um, and, and, and why I felt like, oh, of course, she doesn't get to live because like we don't let women live, Is that, mm. you know, and I don't I don't feel like I feel I exactly felt the same way as you where I'm like, it totally sucked when she died because mm. I'm like, I, I wanted the story that was. Like, because it feels like a superhero movie, in my opinion. It feels mm-hmm. like this, like, woman who is is saving us, f- f- and, and, and then for her to die, it felt horrible. Um, it mm-hmm. felt like n- nothing can save us. Um, and I don't, th- I don't know if I necessarily believe that that was what they were going for, but I definitely think you can take it that way, and that is not the story that I want. But I definitely mm-hmm. took it as, like, this thing where... Um, these people do have the power still and we don't know how to deal with it. And I, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's what the, she was when she was writing it. Um, but I, I don't know. I liked that ending in a, in a way because I was like, we're not there yet. Um, but I don't know if that's what I want. Is that like, I've, I felt exactly the way you feel is basically what I'm trying to say. But I, I was like, that was kind of where my brain headed with the ending. Where it was like, it, we don't give women power. Not that she's not powerful enough, which is like what mm-hmm. I think is the problem. Because I'm like, I don't want to believe that she wasn't, she isn't capable of getting out of the situation or mentally wasn't capable to come out of the situation. That's And that's hard because you're right. With everything that the clues of her telling everyone and giving all that information, it does seem like she knew she was going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a ton of articles already about this too. 
So she did, I'm going to send you one. Um, oh, I'd love because, to read one. Yes, because the writer, director specifically wrote about it and was like, um, oh, I forget. I forgot what she said, but it was really, really interesting. Um, I still was kind of like annoyed, but um, yes. Oh, I'm so glad you have this. <laughs> I know she's an actor and I know that she does other stuff, but she's a hell of a screenwriter. Like the, it would be oh, for sure. the craziest snub to me if whenever like, you know, the, the, the Academy noms come out, this needs to, this needs not only a nom, but it needs, I think it needs the Oscar. I'd be, I can't, I'd be hard pressed to pick a script that's better than this one this year even with that twist and, and it's not a, tw- uh, a twist i necessarily agree with but um you know it, it, it is what it is and it doesn't ruin the movie by by any stretch of the imagination that movie is fantastic and and i agree very much like a comic book movie it's like what if batman was traumatized by something that was uh, you know mm. a little you know it's it's a, a little realer a little rawer and you know yeah one getting your parents murdered in front of you is one thing but this this is this is a completely other like sort of uh, dealing of, of grief, a totally different kind of grief, and, and something that's really relevant to, to not only the Me Too movement, but also ends up being striking, strikingly relevant to the episode that we ended up having today. So I'm happy that's when you ended up seeing it, frankly. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that is totally like a vigilante piece, just totally a comic book movie, and I love that. Um, well, she is, I mean, like that, that's what, totally what it felt like. And the, screen, mm-hmm. the screenwriter wrote um, For Killing Eve. Too. So I think that yes. also mm-hmm. that uh, knowing that information I think puts those two together as well. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you talk about that ending again because it oh, makes me want yeah. to go watch that movie. It oh, I'm so it, glad you it was such a daring ending. Like like there's I don't feel often in movie watching just because we've done it so much. I, I it's hard it's hard to surprise me these days. Totally, and I no, was totally. legitimately surprised. That yeah, it's good that was jarred. the choice. Mm-hmm. There's um there's also two other moments that kind of struck me that, that kind of make me uncomfortable. And I do think it's worth talking about just really quick. Um I I felt very uncomfortable about her treatment of the women in the film, and I understand that it's a commentary about the complicitness of women in these situations. But she kidnaps a child at one point, and granted, she doesn't harm this child she's at Batman, all. Batman, though, she's unhinged, bro. <laughs> she she just takes this kid to a diner and uh, this teenager, I should clarify, and who just thinks that she's waiting to see her favorite band. Um, but but it, she still technically kidnapped a child and made it seem to her mother like she put her in a dangerous position. And then the other thing was that she drugged Allison Brie and. Allison Brie woke up in a strange hotel room with a man thinking that she had been assaulted. And I understand that, again, this is our main character lashing out about the complicit nature of these women with what happened to her friend. But it still made me so uneasy to even just mentally put another woman in that space, just personally speaking. Oh, I I think that she's... I think you're exactly supposed to feel that way, and I think we're mm-hmm. not necessarily supposed to agree with everything that is how she is dealing with this grief mm. and this anger. For sure. And 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 I and I think you're right. Um, I I think it's a a, a huge uh, commentary, and if you don't think of these as real people, it's a little bit better. It feels otherworldly, where it's like. How far does someone have to be explained how uh, horrible this is? 
Mm-hmm. And, and like, how far do we have to go? But I think you're exactly right. It's like, well, and it's like, you know, and it's an interesting point. It's like, you will never understand until you're never going to understand because you don't want to understand until you're put in that position. And so it's a tough lesson. And I think for the purpose of it being art and none of, and you know, like this isn't a true story, not, not, I hope I don't sound condescending, but I'm like, yes, that's a horrible thing she did, but I think it serves a very grand purpose in terms of, uh, the message. It feels um, more like a literary uh, uh, choice than it does movie mm. choice. Does that make sense? Like it feels more fantastical. But I, you're right. I don't mm, think absolutely. It's mm-hmm. it's at so. And there's something elevated about this movie. There's something stilted. Like it's hyper stylized at times, and 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 I like that. I think that it it removes itself enough uh, at times where. Um, I can accept those uncomfortable choices because the the movie is just so goddamn gripping. Yeah, mm. but I I it's I mean even that for her to get and then for Allison Brie to give her all of that stuff and call her like seventeen times she doesn't call her back it's like mm-hmm. yeah I don't think we're supposed to like her I don't no I I and um and I I wonder how much that was a choice um because it definitely was whew, whew. I'm so yeah. glad that this is something you watched with this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh did you watch anything else? Uh, that was really the main thing I wanted to talk to you about. The other thing is just yeah. like, uh, but, but yeah, I, I just want to follow that up with, uh, I agree with you guys. I understand that the movie has its own internal logic and that uh, Cassie is not necessarily meant to be a squeaky clean character. She is very flawed and that's part of the narrative of the movie. It, these were just things that like, made me like oh no over the course of the film it's an uncomfortable (laughs) it's an uncomfortable flick it's not one you're gonna want to watch every day like like Mm -hmm. but that's you know it's an important movie and um sometimes sometimes these award these award-winning movies and these movies that are really dealing with the the hard shit um aren't aren't the movies you can watch over and over again but it's very important they're there like you know like we fucking had to watch midnight cowboy and that's a hell of a movie but i don't want to watch it every day like mm-hmm. when we were in film school and stuff, so. Yeah. You hear me. You get me. No, I didn't go to film school. Well, but th- that's, not the, that's, not, that's, that's not the point. Katie did, okay. But, um, and... yeah, I, I, when, I, when I watched it, uh, Taylor, I just wanted to let you know that I was so excited for the chance to talk to you about it, and I'm, oh. I'm glad I was able to talk to, to you too, Luke, about this, and I'm glad we were able to have this discussion. Um, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, uh, just Mission Hill, and uh, which is an adult animated series created by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, two um, showrunners from The Simpsons during like one of its peak eras. Uh, I'm watching it with Erica because she wanted to check it out. Um, we've seen bits and pieces before, but have never like sat down and tried to watch it. And so far, so good. It, it's a really neat and interesting show uh, that centers on being a late teenager and in your 20s during a time where that wasn't really happening in animation. So I'd recommend it. Very good. Love it. We did a what about virtual you guys? screening. We did a virtual screening of Minari. Uh, uh, Ooh. Like A twenty four did is doing like they did it for First Cow too, where uh, it's like a virtual screening room um, where you pay like twenty bucks and you claim a spot and then like they go quick because they were up for last weekend, but we could only get in for this week. Um, mm. But it's a nice little. It kind of feels like getting to go to the movies again. Uh, it's a, and plus you feel like a celeb because like your name's on the screener. It's like it's like getting an award screener kind of, um, mm-hmm. and 
you know, it, it's nice. Like, and this has nothing to do with the movie. This is just kind of like the way they served it up to you. I just think that's a, a nice way of like still giving exclusivity to a movie and giving us something to kind of make a date out of, and because we're still in a pandemic and shit. So nice they, to watch that. Uh, they did a nice intro that the yeah, uh, young boy of the movie did. The intro it was very cute, um, and there's a Q and A. That was definitely one of my favorite. That's gonna go on one of my favorite movies of the the year so far. Um, mm-hmm. It's very very good. Good slice of life. Um, the grandma in that movie is giving a performance. I just am so. Uh, I'm just so excited to watch. Uh, I feel like this award season is going to be full of a lot of wonderful female performances, and I'm just getting started, and that was awesome. We watched uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, mm-hmm. which, mind-blowing. Mm. Also also great. Also, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything on air until you've seen those things, Katie, but I, I can't recommend both those enough. They're, yeah. they're good shit. We're, we're finally, awesome. like... We're finally getting all this like high quality media dumped on us again. Like it's we're, it feels like we're back to to the world we were in a couple of years ago. Sans actually going to a movie theater. Yeah, and so uh, th- that was also incredible. I don't. I think I don't think I got to talk about uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on the last on the other two episodes, but um, it that was also a, another uh, Chadwick uh, Bosman. Uh, R.I.P. literally mm-hmm. takes all of August Wilson's two-page monologues and make them look easy. Um, and I love I'm theater background, so oof, watching that was incredible and stellar. So I'm, I just am enjoying watching all of these actors act <laughs> and make it look so easy. Um, so I can't recommend more but any movie more than all of those. They were all fantastic. One, and I already talked about One Night in Miami last week. So, yup. Yeah. Watch them, those movies. Don't watch the other, the, this movie. Yeah, don't worry about this one. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, kids. All right. With that being said, I'm Lee Taylor. I'm Katie Grotzinger. And I'm Taylor Taylor. And you have a fine week, folks. <laughs>